Hello everyone, welcome uh, back a little by little. Today we've got Danny from the Casno Shadow official page that runs the Instagram page. Um, you're sitting at 22,000 followers at the minute, so it's meant to have you on and just talk a little bit about like where it started, like what your um, goals are for the page and stuff like that. So first of all, how are you doing? Obviously you're all fueled up, you've had your tea, you're ready to go. <laughs> yeah. What else do we do? Yeah, mate, I'm, I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing, mate. I've been working today. Um, I work in IT. That's like my sort of day job. That's what I do. That's been good. Um, but yeah, mate, it's been nice and busy. Um, had some tunes on on the way home. Uh, I was listening to Fleetwood Mac on the way home, actually. They, they've got some bangers, them. They've got some mint tunes. Yeah, mate, they? they've got some bangers. Dreams. It's a joke. Oh, I'm like, Just banger after banger. Definitely. Dreams, mate. What a song. But, um... Yeah, mate, I had some tunes on the way up. I had a nightmare today, you know. Why? Oh, my days. I probably had, it was one of the most embarrassing things in my life. <laughs> I get my shorts out from the boot and I've, I've threw my keys and I just shut the boot and my, and my both lights flashed. I'm like, my car's oh, locked. Oh, you've it's locked your car. Oh, maybe that's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute nightmare. And then my mate had to take me, my work colleague, I can take me all the way home, which is like 20 minutes away. Get me spare key, drive back, unlock my car and drive home, unreal. Oh, what a tit. <laughs> so I've, I listened to one of your podcasts that you've done um, this morning and it was really, really good. So I didn't want to make it repetitive oh, for you. Um, I just thought I'd pick some things up that like really I wanted to ask you and stuff like that and listeners and stuff as well. So first of all, anyone listening, if you don't um, follow the Cast No Shadow official page on Instagram, get yourselves over it's all content <laughs> oasis liam noel um i can't even remember how long i followed the page for danny um it to be honest it feels like a lifetime um if i follow quite a few pages and stuff like that that relate to music so my first question for you is was there a page that you followed back in the day that inspired you to to, to make a page for yourself mm, that's a good question um I, it was more, it was, it wasn't more Instagram. It was more, it was more forum based. Mm -hmm. Um, I was part of like live forever forums and I was part of a, a couple of other forums as well. Um, and the Oasis Reddit was quite good as well. Yeah. I loved that. Um, but yeah, just having friends really that are part of all different communities, people are into different things. People are into bootlegs people are into live gigs, people are into rare stuff, people are into collecting, people are just there for the bangers. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, mate, I think um, just forums for years, really. It, it's weird. It's like I never, ever thought I'd have like an online space on an online Oasis page. Like I'd, I I was like, because I'm just a normal Scouse lad. I'm just, <laughs> you know, I just, I've always loved Oasis. Even now, yeah. That my page is where it is. Mm -hmm. I'm still just a fan. I'm one of one of you, one yeah. of them, one of one of us. Um, mate, it's been mad. Eh? So what happens is where it all come from. Yeah. Was in 2018. I went to see Liam in Berlin in the Colombian Hall mm -hmm. with uh, a friend from school, Jamie, and uh, we flew over to to Germany to watch Liam. And we got there to the gig and stuff like that. And I was expecting it to be amazing because mm -hmm. Noel had been touring for a good few years and Liam's not obviously not been doing anything. He went recording, he never had any albums out, he went touring. But Noel had like he had, you know, he had two albums out. Um he'd been touring all over Europe, all over the world. And I'd obviously followed Noel doing that. Yeah. Being to dozen dozens of Noel gigs really. So I was like, quite. I remember thinking the night before, I'm quite, I'm quite eager to see Liam. Here. I'm quite. Mm. I, I love the pair of them. Yeah. So a lot of people ask me on my page, like, who do you love? Do you love Liam? Oh, do you love I knew Noel? it. And I'm yeah. Like, it's not even one of the questions. Do you know what it is? Like most people, I would ask that question who, but someone that is so passionate about them, like I am, you, you can't answer the question. Yeah. Um. You've got Liam and Noel behind you, maybe like. <laughs> they're both equally yes lads they're both equally sick in their own ways you know yeah. Liam carries this unbelievable stage presence and you know Liam speaks to a lot of young people as in just not to care what other people think 
yeah. and to be confident in who you are. And Noel has this unbelievable songwriting talent and also, you know, this soft arrogance about him. Um, but together, that's what I love. I was at Liam's gig in 2018 and it kicked off, mate. Oh, my word. I was like, I went in. I was expected because it was small. Eh? It was like three and a half thousand people. Was it? And mate, it was literally like a dinner hall. Like I was like, "Where's the scranner? Where's those <laughs> chat chicken dinosaurs?" Are? You know what I mean? Get me those, get me those little potato smiley faces. I'm up for it. <laughs> you know, where's the spit? Where's the alphabet spaghetti? La, you know what I mean? Mate, that was um. Do you know what? Do you know what I'll tell you? This is dead interesting. This, um. I, I got to the gig early and I've I've been to a, a lot of Noel gigs at the start as well, waiting outside with people, mm-hmm. waiting with friends, people who you don't know. And after 20 minutes, you know, like, way and after, oh, you know, and, and singing all the tunes outside. Liam's mate, Liam's, Liam's, it's so funny how both of the brothers attract different people. Yeah. Like Noel's gigs are so much more reserved and very anthemy and very sway. Yeah. You know, Liam's is you go in, you come out. Where's my t-shirt? You know. <laughs> Why have I got glasses? Where's my mate? <laughs> I'm sure I went in there and my nose was just straight. Why is it over there? You know, <laughs> what's it doing? <laughs> but um you know, Liam's Liam's gigs are a lot more rowdy, and it's not because, you know, Noel's gigs would be the same, exactly the same if he if he played rock and roll star or you know oh, Morning yeah. Glory, the way Liam does proper stone cold bangers. But I we you know I knew from the get go Liam's gig was just completely different. So we got in, and I got right to the front, and I was front and center. And literally from me to about three meters in front of me was Liam. And he come on and it was the most mental gig Mm -hmm. I've ever been to, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, I was, my my ribs were sore for about a week and a half because I was on the bar. Yeah. And I was getting getting elbowed. Mm. Oh, mate, yeah. But that gig set that I come out of that. That gig, Lily, is for me. I realised how much stage presence Liam carries as an artist. Yeah, yeah. Um, how powerful his voice is. Mm-hmm. Um, as well. And I come out of that gig and got back to the hotel with my mate, and I was like, I just felt like obviously I felt this since I was very young, but this urge to share my pictures from the gig and this love for Oasis mm. and that's what made me start the page I was like I'm just gonna start a page and I was like sitting there on the 5th of March 2018 and I was like what shall I call it and I was like because Don't Look Back in Anger is my favourite ever song but I was like what's catchy you know little by little champagne supernova you know, I, like, what can I do? And then, I don't know, Cast No Shadow is, like, one of my favourite ever songs. Yeah. And just, that just sort of set, and I just <clears throat> went with it, and within a week, I had a 1,000 followers. Mad. Because some of the footage I got of Liam was literally, like, front and centre. Yeah. <clears throat> and that gig, that gig was hilarious. Basically, do you know your phone? Yeah. I am... Um... <laughs> I was like filming myself. I'll send you I'll send you some later, actually. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. I was filming myself and with my mates and stuff like that. And it was it was great. But I just had this mad idea to like <laughs> do you know Liam's uh, song come back to me on his first album? Yeah. It's a bit it's a bit of a banger. It's a bit yeah. of a banger, let's all be honest here. And I put like my camera in selfie mode and then turned it towards Liam while there's a guitar solo. And I just I was like Liam, look, like that, <laughs> and he was like, just looking cool on the stage, and then like right at you. Up, yeah, he was just looking cool on the stage, like looking round, and I was like that with my camera, Liam, like that, and he spotted it, and he walked up to it, walked up to my camera, and shook his maracas in, in me in my camera, and I, I went nuts. I, I, have, have you published that? Haven't you? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I've seen, I think I've seen it. <laughs> and I, I don't I turn this camera around and go nuts. <laughs> I would just be, I would just die. Oh god. That's it was nuts. So that's where it all started, mate. That Liam's gig in Berlin set the tone for me. Yeah. As a as a as a fan, like I've been a fan for years, but obviously this only so to connect with other people has been unbelievable, like yourself mm-hmm. and other mm-hmm. people and hundreds of people that I speak to and I've spoken to. It's been amazing. Oh, that's pro- I like that's probably an emotional story as well. Like when you've been brought up with like loving the music and stuff and then being able, like you said, like I can totally picture the moment where you were there and you were right at the front and then you just kind of like let yeah. it all out because it, it was the same with me when I seen um, Noel. It wasn't until 2019 was the first time I'd... Um, was Liam, sorry, first time I'd seen Liam. Um, I couldn't get to his 2018 gig because I was at work and I didn't, I didn't get a ticket. Um, someone right. on Twitter was like, I've got a ticket if you want to buy it. And I was going to go on my own. It got to a point where I was like, fuck it. Like, I just want to go. And I couldn't get an early just go, yeah. work. Yeah, I was like crying at work. Like, I couldn't leave. Oh. I was just like proper devastated. Yeah. And then in 2019, I seen him. Um, and it was just, even though I was so far back, I was standing, I was like, I was seating, but I was standing up anyway. It just, being able to let it out. And I was just, it was just such an emotional experience. And like, yeah, and just being there was just mint. Um, so I can totally picture where you're coming from. But obviously when you can you get to see Liam with him touring and stuff recently, um, it totally sets the tone because mm. I've seen... Noel in Tea in the Park, I think it was 2015, 2015. I think Some gig, that. Yeah. Um, it Some gig, that. He, he walks off the televised, it was televised on BBC, and he walks off afterwards, and the crowd is still singing Top of Back and Anger. Can mm-hmm. you remember that? Yeah. Cause, um, yeah. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Like, he, he walks off and he starts interviewing on BBC, and, um, it's quite an interesting one because if I think back, Noel's like sort of Noel's Noel's speaking to the woman about sort of like how the Oasis songs themselves have just become a thing of their own. They take yeah. care of themselves. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, he talks about like if I had a gun, he played and Dream On was good, but like don't look back in anger. They they've what they've don't look back in anger and Champagne Supernova, um, and little by little they've all come into their own. That they've they don't need any hype or anything you just do them and then they take care of themselves because they've stuck to generations you see yeah there there are the 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 songs that obviously it does pass on and I think um they're the ones that I kind of got into do you know what I mean like when I was young my mom played the music and stuff she went to a gig in 1995 in ice rink where we live she paid £12.50 for the ticket I was like, you jammy bitch. No <laughs> um, but, um, And then from there, she always listened to them. And then obviously I've grown up listening to that type of music, like the Stone Roses and stuff like that as well. Um, that All of that stuff's really drilled into me. So um, it, it, Brilliant. It, it's just it's just totally meant. And when you start to know them and you, you, you listen to the albums and stuff, I'm still massively, massively uneducated when it comes to the band. Um, everyone who knows me knows oh, yeah. I love Oasis, but there's still loads of stuff that I don't know, and that's why speaking if you know people like you is like m- really good for me because I want to be able to speak to people yeah. and get experiences and stuff like that. So <laughs> that's why I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah, mate. <laughs> yes, awesome, awesome, mate. No, that's me. So um, I've got down because I remember you mentioning on the last podcast that it was March. So happy three years to you. Ph next <laughs> <Yes>. month. <laughs> Um, thank you very much thank yeah you very welcome much. we'll have balloons and everything um i've got down as well <laughs> that you had the 20k giveaway um you're on nearly twenty three thousand now and that was only two months ago so it, you can say that it's still increasing loads man it's just lily it doesn't feel real it's just like and you know what i don't do anything out of the ordinary to what mm. i normally do like the 20k giveaway was partnering with people to, to basically reward and to basically say thank you like because it's just being insane like these I did mention on the previous podcast 20 years worth of dreams have happened in mm-hmm. three years mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Like the things I've, that have happened and the experiences and the people I've met and the memories that I've made and the gigs that I've been to. Mate, I am, I, there's not a day goes by when I'm not thankful for, for all of that. I, I think about it all the time and I'm like, you know, it just, <clears throat> if you put yourself out there, stuff happens, mate. Yeah. And if you're ambitious, it's scary. I've been scared a lot of doing the things I have. But I'm so thankful that I was able to push out, push outside my comfort zone and go for it. I'm a really shy person in general. But this has taught me to just, you know, if you've got those dreams, man, buried, like, don't have them buried, man. Have them have them with flowers growing out of them. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Instead man, of just like being soil. Yeah, definitely share them, yeah. share them with people. And um, you, you've probably changed quite a lot of, of people's lives, like having something to follow and um, keeping the memory alive. I know there's a lot of pages out there, but um, in, in terms of you yeah. deliver yourself, you, you talk about your own stories on the page so um, people can relate. It's more of a personal mean? feel. Yeah, yeah, it's more of, a, more of a personal feel. And I think, don't get me wrong, there is a lot. I, I'm friends with almost all of the Oasis pages out there. They are incredible. Like, I love a lot of what they do. Louise at latest Oasis News, she is so tireless at putting out anniversaries of songs, events, mm-hmm. album releases. She's incredible. Um, Fabio at Oasis Fans Club, he's brilliant. He's got, like, his own little thing going on over there. And it, we're all part of the same thing, man. It's boss. Mm-hmm. But the way my page evolved and, um, you know, I didn't want it to just be like a generic page. Like, yeah. oh, there's a picture of Liam looking sick as on stage. <laughs> you know, that's boss. Yeah. That's still boss. I'm not taking anything away from that. But, like, Oasis is so much more than that. Mm-hmm. And people's stories are so much more than that. And I am very aware that Oasis were around when the internet wasn't a thing. So having a platform where you can share buried stories and stories that will never get heard. Mm -hmm. Mate, anniversary, main road anniversary is coming up in April again. And last year I put up like, you know, it's, it's like, so like 25 years since main road, Yeah, you know, tell me your stories and stuff like that. And, uh, mate, I got so many boss stories of, of people on the day that, like, I were there with the mates yeah. or got tickets. Um, and I was a- able to share them on my page and on my story and stuff like that. And people were like, oh, thank you so much. I thought I'd never get the opportunity to share something like that. Aww. And that's why I have at the top of my page the People's Oasis page, because mm. as much as I own the page and own Cast No Shadow official and... Um, and run it and put a lot of hours into it I feel like everyone's part of it I don't feel like I'm speaking to people I don't feel like I'm putting a status up for you I feel like I'm putting a status up for us so we can enjoy it together yeah. yeah, well, that's what you said at the start. Like, it started when when I've just spoke to you before. When it first started, you were talking about you didn't say me, you said us, and I didn't know if you yeah. realised. But it's just so nice that someone, you, like, there's so much credit to you, Danny. Like, you've you've done an amazing job, and you should be really really proud. I'm I'm sure that you are, and I'm sure a lot of people are as well. Um, but for you to oh, talk you. talk about it is a like a community rather than something that's just your own is like it's massive and I think that's what makes you different to every other page out there because like people can contact you tell you stuff you can share it um and with it having such a yeah. massive platform as well it, it really really makes a difference oh thank you very much mate it's just a dream come true really like a dream that I never thought I'd have as a dream is yeah. and it's just happened yeah so I'm just enjoying it mate like ride it till the wheels comes off as Noel says yeah, no, that's you know, just I take the bull by the horns and just do what you've got to do. It's grown really, really well, and it, it has from day one. Like you said, it's um three years coming mm. up now, and you're doing really, really well for it. So well done. Um, I've got Thank you, Lily. your next question here. Um, can you remember which album you listened to first? Mm, absolutely. Um, when I was eleven, I was absolutely bored to the hills of music that I was listening to and involved in. 
I think I had. <laughs> Please don't shoot me down for this. I think I had in my Walkman player. You know, do, do you remember Eminem? Well, yeah. obviously everyone knows Eminem. <laughs> do you remember the band he had D12? Oh. <laughs> do you remember D12? Yeah. I had maybe. their album. In my, I, they were absolutely horrendous. And I think I, I just don't know. I was so troubled with music, but I... I loved music in general. Yeah. I was passionate about it. Mm-hmm. And my dad had this white wardrobe in his room mm-hmm. and it was caked in CDs, the whole wall. It's like a removable uh, wardrobe. And he just had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of CDs. And I said to him, Dad, I'm so bored of the music <sighs> that I'm listening to. Can I have two albums mm-hmm. or something like that? Can I, can I have something? And he went, yeah, man, no worries, let me have a little look. He come back into my room a couple of minutes later and he had The Delicate Sound of Thunder, which is by Pink Floyd. It's a yeah. live album. Uh-huh. Still an incredible album. Love it. Really iconic album. And What's a Story, Morning Glory. Obviously. <laughs> Guess which one I picked. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine how um, different your life would be and- if you chose the other one. <laughs> Imagine, mate, just going round with David Gilmore posters. <laughs> Follow me, page, like you know. What I mean? Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, nah, mate, unbelievable. And Oasis then, because I'm just a working class lad from Liverpool, mm. not special. Um, Oasis's music spoke to me immediately as a lad who's coming into sort of you know into high school, growing up, finding out, finding himself. Um, the music itself just spoke to me mm-hmm. so 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 much, and I am so thankful for that. Um, don't look back in anger. Took on a, a thing of its own, separately from what's the story, morning glory. Almost became like a a color in my life. That song, it yeah. it got me through every season in my mm-hmm. life. Every season, um, and yet, mate, I become just so indulged in the music I just loved how they Oasis even when I was younger and I didn't know much about people and character characteristics and the way people can be and you know it's it's not it's you know when you're young it's easy to tie everyone with the same brush yeah. everyone's just in the music industry especially when it's pop music um Oasis were always different <laughs> They were. They always carried that DNA of different, being different, and its sound to be different. And yeah, mate, you know, found them when I was eleven, and they started to tour. They done the Dig Out Your Soul tour in two thousand and eight. Yeah. And they were playing in Liverpool, and I couldn't get, and I tried to get tickets so hard to see them in the Echo. Mm-hmm. Um, couldn't. Oh. And then to that. 2009 came along and I was 16 in on the 14th of June and my mum and dad turned around and said you go and see Oasis with your dad on the 12th of June and I was like oh my days (laughs) (laughs) can we stop by Tesco and get some turkey dinosaurs on the way Yeah, sort me out, Dad. You know, <laughs> thirty in two days. <laughs> um, oh, brilliant, funny. but yeah, mate, unbelievable. I that was eleven years ago, mm-hmm. and I literally, and I'm not joking. Remember that evening, the night before we went, mm-hmm. and the day like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. I got up. Me and my dad jumped in the car. We packed clothes and scran and we had all the oasis cds i remember walk i had my bag on my back and i was walking down the stairs with all the cds <laughs> my dad's car had the cd player yeah and i was like yes <laughs> and i got into the car the sun was booming mm-hmm. and i we literally pour we played all the albums because we were driving down to carter from liverpool and i had to trek in it yeah. so yeah man we played Definitely, maybe. Then, what's the story? Morning Glory and everything that followed me. Like it was so sick. Me and my dad listened to all the albums on the way down. Window down, 
just a proper father and son time. Moment, yeah. Unre- oh, mate. And I remember because I, I, I love football as well. And I've been to, I had a season ticket when I was younger in Everton. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've I've been to stadiums before, like like you know football stadiums, but make Cardiff Millennium Stadium for a gig is something else. Mm-hmm. It's now called the Principality Stadium, and I remember walking up the stairs and coming out, and Kasabian were playing because uh, we got there late because of traffic, nice. and they were playing. Do you know that tune, Fire? Yeah. And, I'm on fire uh, that one. Yeah. And there was literally fire yeah. on the stage. I was like. <laughs> yes, yes, I, I am that. happy I'm here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that I, it, it was just insane. It was absolutely insane. And afterwards, like obviously we had the gig and it was incredible. And I think I stopped crying for about three minutes <laughs> <laughs> in the whole gig. Um, you know, because I think I ran out of tears. <laughs> uh, it, it, it was literally like that. If I think back to 2009 to see Oasis and then Oasis split up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then seeing Noel in 2011, 2012, those sort of, that Oasis gig and those couple of gigs afterwards, mm-hmm. I literally just sobbed all the way through. Mm-hmm. I, 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 there's, a, <laughs> there's a gig that I went to see Noel in 2012 in my hometown in Liverpool, and there's a picture of <laughs> There's a picture of me, me, me mates turn round and he's filming the whole thing, God bless him, on an iPod. An iPod. I look like a Minecraft character. Just blocks. Just blocks, mate. It's hilarious. But I was just ruined, mate. I was so emotional. Did your tears look like cubes? <laughs> <laughs> little, little cubes. Yeah. Oh, mate. I was, oh, it, those, those couple of gigs, those five... Those first five or six gigs, mate, I just couldn't stop crying because it was mm-hmm. like, oh, my days, like, this overload of passion, mm-hmm. like, unleashing it at, at, like, gigs for the first time. Yeah. Incredible. Oh, that's mint. That's proper mint. And, like, you are so young as well. Like, for you to experience that, I'm so, so jealous that I've, I've, I never have. Do you know what I mean? So Yeah. That, that, oh, oh, mate, it's, it's early days. Mm-hmm. I'm like, still have three years off 30. Mate, you know, still years and years of this, mate. Yeah, I know that you'd mentioned as well that you'd done four gigs in five days. So I was like, what? How did you function? (laughs) Like, I mean, emotionally, how did you actually feel like going from gig to gig constantly and just like, how did you deal with it? (laughs) That that's really good question. Actually, emotionally, how did I deal? Like, as Obviously, uh, gigs are emotional. You feel everything mm-hmm. in, in gigs. Um, yeah. Do you know what, Lily? We, me and me, mate Sam went to Manchester on the on the Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Had that gig, and it was honestly incredible. We like sort of we were at the front on the row, and I uh, front row, and I had me me hands over the barrier, and I was like watching Liam here, and uh, yeah, he threw his tambourine into the crowd like a couple of songs in. And I was just like, I just, I just like, I want that to happen. I want, like, yeah. I just, I just want, I was like, I really, really need that to happen. Like that needs to happen in my life. Mm. <laughs> and <laughs> it was weird. Cause like the crowd just like, sort of like all went in on itself. Like I was watching, I was like, that's, that's incredible. Like get me over there. I want to get involved. <laughs> <laughs> I might not come out alive, um, but it'll be perfect. Yeah, I can take the time. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, and the day after, mate, well, we got up the next day and I was just like, I remember putting a picture on Instagram. I was so, so tired. Because it, it, gigs, are, gigs are tiring, man. Like, it, it's very oh, physical. Oh, like, mm-hmm. you know, stopping people from, like, pushing you all the time and, like, keeping upright and mm-hmm. just, up, just jumping up and down for, like, an hour and a half, just going nuts. No but, um, <laughs> Mate, you should have heard me on Sunday when I got out. I sound like Wheezy off Toy Story too. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> just felt like I'd been left on the shelf for about nine years and forgotten about. And I've inhaled about four gallons of dust. But um, <laughs> um love a Toy Story reference. But um, yeah, mate. The day afterwards, I was like, got to the gig with my uncle because mm-hmm. uh, my friend had to go back home, 
so I took him and he was buzzing. And yeah, mate, I was literally, I was like, I told the friends that I was like, I want Liam's tambourine. Because mm-hmm. they were like, oh, you're getting to the front. And I was like, now nah, I'm going to stand like five rows, five, six rows back here. And I'm going to somehow inhale Liam's tambourine with my hand, you know, like Michael <laughs> Jordan of Space Jam. <laughs> and he's like, oh, and that, mate, honestly, to cut a long, mad, incredible story short, he threw the tambourine in and it bounced off someone's bowlhead right into my hand. Oh, nah. And I fell back. Because the crowd's weird, man, in a Liam's gig. It's just pushing and shoving and back and goes in waves. Mm-hmm. I catch the tambourine, fall back, and about four people jump on me. And some lads start punching me. Oh, punching, nah. me punching me here. And I'm just like, can you not, like, you know, bad. <laughs> Like you've just caught I'll a bouquet of flowers at it. I went... <laughs> I went, yeah, I was like, lad, do you mind? I've got turkey dinner. I've got turkey dinner. Do you know what I mean? um, just punching me as in. But like, I caught, I caught it with the handle, and where the symbols are, um, like four people had hold of it, oh. and one lad just let go. I was like, good boy, you know, nice one, <laughs> nice one, like, <laughs> nice one. <laughs> enjoy Liam, enjoy Liam. You know, keep your eyes on the prize. And the, the other three would like what the, the, the two in the middle fighting with each other, like, I get off! And and now you get off. And I was just like, what is this? It's like Jeremy Kyle's show in the middle of a leave gig here. <laughs> Obviously kicking off. Um and then this lad over here who was punching me, like there was some other lad shoved him off and went like let go of him. It is, it is, it, yeah. he caught it, let go, let go. And then I just went dead low. And then like two minutes later, everyone let go, and then I shoved it under me shirt and just cried and this feeling that I had of just pure euphoria and excitement and oh my days man it was like I can't how long ago was that it's like it's like a year and a bit ago I still can't believe it's real like it doesn't feel real yeah like it's incredible Mm -hmm. and the next song afterwards, uh, a couple of songs later, he played Acquiesce. Yeah. And you know the guitar, do, 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 mm. do, do, like that at the start. Liam's shaking his tambourine and I pull it out from under, underneath my shirt and shake it at him. And yeah. by this point, I'm like two rows from the front now because I, yeah. I don't know what happened, but I like levitated to the front. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I've been gifted the tambourine of Gallagher. Move out of my way. <laughs> Um, Move, and I like sort of. <laughs> I was like, get off, get out of the way, otherwise you get a turkey dinosaur around you chops in a minute. But um, <laughs> but I was like, I, it was weird. I just sort of like found myself near the front, and that guitar intro was going on, and I shook it. Sh- I shook my tambourine at Liam, and he, he got his like that, and he and he got his finger, and he went, shake it, lad, and I lost it. What, you lost the Down the tam- mic as well. Oh, I thought you meant like no, you lost, lost the, the tambourine. <laughs> <laughs> nah. 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 He like looked at me and said down the mic, shake it, lad, go on. Yeah. And shook his, and we both shook our tambourines together. I would have died, I think. Uh, you can't top that, can you? Like, nah. that was the, that was insane. And the rest of that gig... It was weird. It felt like Lord of the Rings, lad. It felt like Mordor or something because I was like, like shaking this, and like the whole crowd around me were like, yes! like that. <laughs> it was weird. Like Mexican way, it was like, you know, if, if the crowds like fall below like a certain decibel, I was like, guys, it's lean. Like shake it, like that. And it was like, yes! <laughs> but uh, mate, what a that that so special to me as well, eh? Because like. It was in my hometown. Mm-hmm. It was in my hometown. So, you know, being to so dozens and dozens and dozens of gigs, dozens, and to ha- for it to happen in my hometown, it was hilarious though. Because my uncle, I was like, he was with me. He, he had a pint in his hand, and he's hilarious. He was like, I was going mad up and down for rock and roll star at the start, and 
he was with me, but he was like sort of like casually, <laughs> you know, hopping, like, but he had a pint in his hand, like just sipping it, just like, I don't know what it is, it's great, this and it, you know. And uh, <laughs> Morning Glory comes on and he just goes missing. And I'm like, where is he gone? He's pint like upright, you know what I mean? <laughs> um and he comes back like two songs after of caught Liam's tambourine. And I'm like, and at this point, I'm not like calm or anything. Yeah. He like comes back and he's like, Dan, 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 how are you doing? And I'm like, what? You're not gonna believe it. You're not gonna believe it. And he was like, what, what, what's happened? What's happened? I saw, you know, I saw what stole your phone. I'll do him in. I'll do him in. And he was like, no, no, no. I was like, no, no, I've caught it. He was like, lad, 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 no, lad, no. I was like, mate, look. That it was the whole in, the whole experience was unbelievable. It doesn't feel real. Mm-hmm. FaceTiming my mum outside, and she was like, "I was in love. I was in. Do you have a nice time?" I was like, "Mum, look." She's like, "Oh, where did you get that? The shop." And I was like, <laughs> the gift shop. The gift shop. Liam Gallagher gift shop. Yeah, threw it at me. Oh, like for you saying I want to get it, and then like your hometown as well. I think it makes it more special, doesn't it? And... <sighs> Knowing oh, that mate. you can just be like, that happened there, that, that's, it's proper close to home, that, it's lush. Oh, mate, unreal. And then the day afterwards, I like I had a day off, <laughs> flew to Dublin. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday and Sunday were both Dublin gigs, and that was mm-hmm. incredible as well. And then Monday morning, I was back at work at nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I don't know how you managed sitting that at, day. Sitting at the desk, and they were like, Sitting at the desk, you know, ah, Danny, you're right, have a nice weekend. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Absolutely fantastic, thanks. <laughs> you know, it's like one of the most trying to incredible. Comprehend, comprehend what happened. Yeah, yeah, it was just mental. But four gigs in five days, I'd do it again. Mm-hmm. Have you um, ever been or considered going to a gig on your own? Yeah. Probably been to about 20, 25 on my own. Hi, yeah. Well, obviously, you've met people there as well, have you? Like, that you've, you've made friends and stuff, obviously, when you're outside and that, but... It's so weird, you know, like, when I caught that tambourine, every gig I went... And two after that, because Liam put it on a story. Like, I'd just be in the queue waiting, and everyone would be like, Oh my days, it's you know, so yeah. and so. And I, I just people are just and I, all the gigs that I've been to, even before that, I had my page, it still had like a lot of followers. Yeah. I was just like people had always recognized or had always or did like or did see on my story that I'm I'm in Hull or something. Or because I've been to, I've seen Noel in Hull and I was at MTV Unplugged, Liam's gig in mm-hmm. Hull. And like people would be like, you know, are you going there tonight? And I just meet up with people and it's boss mate. It's Aww. just a big family. Yeah, definitely. I think that's meant like just being like because like you said earlier on, you're quite a um you you were a quite shy person, but like now you're comfortable enough to go out. But it's it's music, like music transforms people, I think. It does, it does, it does. And yeah, putting yourself out there, and I think a lot of people find themselves in music, they find out who they are. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think you can totally Great connect me. and like um it, it it I think it changes the way that you think and stuff as well. When I first started uh listening to music and I like when I was starting to go out, I was old enough to go clubbing and stuff. I was like, I didn't really want to be here because I'm not about that me. I'd rather go and sit in a pub like in a pub and just put music on, like on the jukebox or something than go out <laughs> and clubbing. Like I've never I've never yeah. been like that. And I think it used to always not piss me friends off, but I would go out and I'd be like, DJ, will you put this on? And he'd be like, no, man. And I'd have to ask him like loads and loads and loads. And only recently my friends have yeah, started yeah, yeah. to like listen more. Uh, one of my mates, Katie, she was like, oh, I've been listening to this song more and I know the lyrics and that. And I'm like, get in. <laughs> like, it's meant to be able to influence people and stuff. But Sick. I think at first I was quite, um, I wasn't embarrassed, but I was, when people asked us like, hey, I listen to most, like what type of music? I'm like, it's it's just them like 
I love them to death. I yeah. listen to them all day, every day, if I possibly can. Like, I don't listen to new things anymore. I don't listen to pop, hip hop rubbish. Like, don't yeah. get us wrong. Do songs, you like songs are but... Yeah, absolutely. But do, do you ever listen to like Oasis bootlegs or live gigs of theirs? I've watched a few live gigs, but I haven't actually done all of them yet. Um, so I watched the um, Nebworth one, Main Road as well. And then the Earl's Court a couple of weeks ago, me and my mum were having a drink and she'd put one on that she'd been who. And it was like some bloke videoing it. And it must have been like a Motorola or something. The quality was horrendous. But it, he must have been the only person in the crowd that actually had a mobile phone. And she was like, I was there, I was there, I was there. And it just like, it wow. makes it proper exciting. Like, it does, mate. It does, it does. It does like old footage of gigs like is incredible there's mm-hmm. there's quite a few um ones ones that i'd advise to watch there is oasis playing in the wetlands in new york in 1994 very very early gig mm-hmm. but it's mad someone's got like some mad boss camera there must be about this because <laughs> <laughs> it's mad it's a really really good quality shot yeah. But the audio is soundboard. So it's absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'd watch that. Um what was it? I'm gonna write this down. New York. Um New York Wetlands 1994. Um Liam's absolutely unbelievable then. Uh watch uh, Oasis at Astoria as well. That is amazing. They these are like sort of early gigs, um which are incredible. Yeah. What else? Do you do you prefer the early era or do you prefer like sort of like the last couple of years or like in, around two thousand? What are you after? I I would probably say around the two thousand mark. Um, I'm not. Have you seen Picky, nah, I haven't yet. I don't know why, because like I, I'll sit here and just watch crap on the telly all the time. I I don't know why I haven't. I need to. I'm gonna write these down as well. This is what I mean about being. What so are you like, doing after this? You need to go. Go and watch Barrowlands with your mum. You need to watch that gig. It is... Oh, my days, man. It was in 2001. <laughs> Honestly, it's it's a joke because they didn't have an album out. So, at the time, they weren't, like, promoting an album. Yeah. So, it was like Oasis almost were able to play, like, their best tunes or they were, like, they were quite experimental with the, the set list. Mm-hmm. But the Barrowlands gig in Scotland, it, it's an old ballroom, the Barrowlands. Right. It's dead low roof. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a few moments which makes me tear up at the Barrowlands. Noel plays whatever on his own with an electric guitar. Uh, I'm free to be whatever I um, And <clears throat> yeah. And at the end, you know, the outro that he does, whatever you do. Whatever you say, yeah, I know it's all right. Yeah. So he does that at the end. And then he goes, I'd like to be under the sea in an octopus. Yeah, the uh, the Beatles tune. Yeah. And he, he, he like, comes out, comes out of the guitar and lets the crowd... And it, Noel's, like, doing that to the crowd. Mate, it's so sick. So, so sick. And that's and on, the see, like, the on the Barrowlands one. On the Barrowlands, yeah. You, you'll love that. That is really, really good. Um, I love, I really like 1998 was sort of when they went to like Japan and Asia. Mm-hmm. Was um, that when, was that, am I wrong in saying that's when Talk Tonight was? Yeah. No, like introduced like a set list throughout the, halfway through the set, if you like, of where mm-hmm. he'd play like, Talk tonight, half the world away, morning glory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that boss. Didn't he leave Japan? Few... Was it Japan where he left? Because I've, I've seen that on the um, Supersonic um, documentary. Um, when I think that was when he first started with some wife that he'd, he'd left. He'd left yeah. Japan for he went was that when they had San Francisco. Yeah, to go and see her. It's in the Supersonic movie. It's quite a famous story. Yeah. And he wrote those three songs while he was away. Mm-hmm. I I'm glad it. I'm glad it. Obviously, I don't want anyone to like be upset or anything. But like, we wouldn't have had those songs if he didn't sort Go of run away for a bit. Because even Noel, yeah, not even Noel doesn't know what he was thinking back then. 
he was like trying to escape or trying to get away from something. And they only found him by <clears throat> the number that he called off his, his uh, phone bill. Yeah. Because obviously no internet back then or anything like that. He just got like some money off the uh, off the woman who was involved with the band and just go fly to San Francisco and we'd see this woman who, who we had the thing with. Mm-hmm. That was it. And wrote those three songs. Incredible. Mad. Absolute genius he is. Um, <laughs> he is, mate. In the, again, reference into the last podcast and, as well, so sorry if it's, I'm a bit repetitive, but um, you no, mentioned... You mentioned that um, Wonderwall isn't even in your top 20, you would say. Is that because it's so generic? Um, I mean, there's been ma- like loads of debates where like people have said it's overplayed and stuff. And I've been through stages where like if I was to say, I like Oasis, someone would say Wonderwall. No, like there's more than that to them. And everyone knows that who loves them. Um, but every now and again, if I put hmm. it on, I'm like, it, it's a proper, proper good tune. It is. I, the studio version of Wonderwall is great. But Noel's, Noel's acoustic version in sort of the early 2000s when he done a different rendition. I think he started doing Ryan Adams's rendition live. Mm-hmm. And a bit a little a tad little different. That's a tune. In regards to it being overplayed, probably. I think that had an effect on it. Um but with for me, mate, even when I was younger, like even when I think back to like my favourite Oasis songs, it never really come close. Like mm-hmm. there were so many songs. I mean, Wonderwall's great. It's an anthem. You're always singing with your friends. But I think when you get over the whole surface fan level mm-hmm. of our Oasis, the two divvies from Manchester who are <laughs> arrogant and they've got two songs that are famous. Mm-hmm. When you get over that to, oh, you know, they've got it. When, when you actually give Oasis the time of day, yeah. we live in a world where a lot of people, you know, people are impatient and people are, um, they don't give things the time of day and, you know, it has to be instant and it has to be catchy. That's why there's only catchy songs in the in the charts. People are like, oh, it's catchy. It doesn't mean they're good songs. They're good artists. Most of them are crap. You know, <laughs> and the, you, know they have, you know, it's just like, oh, it's a little bit catchy and they've paid like seven people to write one song. Yeah. And, it's got a one catchy bit in it and it's just like, oh man, I've got no time for any of that. But I think like you now, you're a perfect example. You don't know much about Oasis, but you're over the cusp of I get it. Mm-hmm. You get it. Yeah. You see past Wonderwall. You see past the generic things that people label Oasis as. Mm-hmm. So you you're into the master plan and all the b-sides on there mm-hmm. given songs that are never ever were never ever released a chance i can put 10 b-sides before wonderwall mm-hmm. not a problem yeah not a problem because lock the box uh, which i spoke about previously in the other podcast lock the box is like a documentary that oasis done in 2006 it was around it was around like sort of the stop the clock sort of era and the Lord don't slow me down, that type of um Nolan Liam done like a series of songs talking about like all Oasis's greatest hits like Songbird, the Master yeah. Plan, Acquiesce, Don't Look Back and Anger, One to All, Live Forever. And they were talking about the songs and um they were talking about like B sides and stuff like that and Alan McGee went up to Noel talks about this very you know it, it was in the master plan bit like not the album master plan the actual song itself yeah. and Alan was like you know these songs are too good and Noel was like well I don't write crap songs <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't write crap songs the, um, 
and he's he's right, mate. He doesn't. Noel doesn't write. Obviously, the songs that I, I, the songs that I'm not keen on, very very small amounts. Which I'm like, like it's it's all right, but sometimes it's a filler or something like that. But mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, man, when an Oasis song comes on, whatever it may be, I'm like, yeah, is right. Yeah. But like, yeah, Wonder Woman not being in my top twenty, I think is because. It's kind of labelled and it's very. It is a lot. It is very overplayed. It is very, it is. very overplayed. So I think that, I think that is a big factor. But when you're an Oasis fan for for years and years and years, you see the amount of songs that come before Wonderwall mm-hmm. and are lyrically better and melodically better as well. Um, and when you grasp the big picture of who Oasis are, mm-hmm. you realise Wonderwall is. Even just a drop in a very, very, very big pond. Yeah, I love that. Bangers! It is. <laughs> You've hit the nail on the head there, like, and I think there's um quite a lot of people agree with it, to be honest. Um it, it is a good song, but I think with it being massively overplayed plays a plays a massive part in why it um it's pushed to the side quite a lot of the time. But um yeah. I have got my favourite songs in I'm going to be honest as well, they do chop and change depending on what album I'm listening to at the minute or what mood I'm in or what time of life, like what part of my life I'm going through. Like the, the, there'll always be songs there that you can reference to a certain time in your life. And if you go through stages and stuff, you can always um, go back to them. But the, my my favourites do change yeah. quite often. But um, believe it or not, my favourite songs songbird and I, I i don't know why it is it's it just i think it reminds me of me because it's just such a nice happy tune and it's 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 a short song i'm a short person <laughs> uh no <laughs> um i just love it and but but yeah me, me favorite songs do change all the time i mean what, do yours or do you have like a top three that stick there all the time 